Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Alley, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2016. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. Happy October. We've made it. It's fall, and boy, can we tell here in Ohio. <laughs> um, you know, there's no easy transition between uh, summer and fall. You know, one day it's 92, the next day it's 63. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, and this month is the month I will be moving. Uh, I plan on keep doing the podcast through October. If I skip something, that means I was packing all weekend and moving stuff and I'm tired. So I'll keep you abreasted. I don't know exactly what weekend I'm moving yet, but it will be in October. My plan is to have everything moved in by November 1st. So wish me luck there. And I also decided to leave the outdoor kitten cats here. I decided not to take them. Um, wasn't an easy decision for me to take or to make, but uh, they're city cats. This is their territory. And what happens if I take them out to the farm and I'm only there a couple years? Then what do I do with them? You know, I can't cart them across the country and put them back outside someplace. So I'm going to leave them here. It was a difficult decision, but I feel in the long run, um, they would be happier if they stayed in their own place. So I will stop by and keep feeding them every day uh, since I passed this house anyways on my way to work. And I'll head out here on the weekends, uh, once a day on Saturday and on Sunday to give them some food. But that's the best I can do until somebody moves into the house. And quite frankly, I don't think it's going to take too long once it goes up for auction um, for someone to buy it and fix it up and move in. It's in a prime location. <laughs> it's prime. So it, it won't sit empty for long at all. I figure by the beginning of 2017, somebody will be living here and hopefully taking really good care of her. Now, if you would like to support uh, the Ask Alley podcast on Patreon, uh, it gets you some perks. It gets you the ability to suggest topics. You can ask questions, you know, get readings here on the podcast and get a deal on books. Check it out to learn more. Uh, the link for the support is in the show's notes. For the Tarot Overview of the Week, I went digging through one of my boxes because I really felt the urge to find a different Oracle deck. So I did. And I found the Enchanted Map by Colette Baron-Reed. And if you've never been here and done the Tarot Overview of the Week, what happens is I shuffle a deck, I lay out three cards, I play some music for about 30 seconds. You pick either card number one, card number two, or card number three, whichever card, whichever number appeals to you. And then whatever message is on that card, that is your energy overview for the week. And Sarah, I guess, agrees with me. Hi, Sarah. Okay. Okay. So I shuffled the deck. All three cards are out. And hello, Zena. And let me play the song I've been playing. What am I going to play today? Uh, Moves Like Jagger which is Maroon 5 featuring um, Christina Aguilera, if I said her name right. So here's 30 seconds of that, and then we'll see which card you picked.
Darn. <laughs> We're past 30 seconds. Um, I like that song. I've been playing it quite a bit today as I've been packing. It's upbeat and, and gets me moving. So, what card did you pick? Card number one, card number two, or card number three? I picked card number two. Okay? So if you pick card number one, you picked the Dragon's Lair. And it's about number 19. And it's all about you have a remarkable internal warning system that lets you know when things are out of alignment. You're about to enter dangerous territory, so tread carefully and be aware of your surroundings. The path you're on now is one that will challenge you to the core. That said, this peril is exciting and exhilarating, like the danger you feel before you enter a new relationship, knowing that you'll be changed forever. A life lived fully isn't lived only in safety. A new experience is calling to you, one that will test your courage. The choice is yours, but there is a greater value in risk-taking than remaining unchallenged. New territories are waiting to be discovered. If you pick card number two, like yours truly, it is Magic Prayer, and it is number 32. When you see the Magic Prayer card, it is a reminder that your prayers will be answered. Spirit is always waiting to help you and to heal you when you're in need. That said, the best prayer is, Thy will be done through me, thy will and not mine be done. Conscious contact with your higher power is achieved through the ritual of prayer and meditation. Speak and listen to the divine force within the field of creation. Surrender your wishes and desires to spirit. You may not get what you want, but you will surely get what you need. Your destiny awaits you. As long as you keep in conscious contact with your higher power, be assured that you are on the right path. And that one line there, you may not get what you want, but you will surely get what you need. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> that sounds like about my life right now. And if you picked card number three, you picked details, details. It is uh, vibrates to number 43. This is the time to be aware of the fine print in all areas of your life. Look at the details and leave the broad strokes for another time. When this card appears in a reading, it is a sign to finesse a project, make small but meaningful gestures, or add a personal touch to your correspondence. Be aware that what you need to know lies in the details. If you're entering into an agreement of any kind, pay attention to them before, not after, when it's too late. Clarity and transparency are key. You can gain great understanding by observing the minute, minute body language, offhand remarks, and fleeting facial expressions that reveal the larger picture. Again, card one was Dragon's Lair. Card two was Magic Prayer. And card three was Details, Details. And if you would like to see a picture of the card you chose, I will have them up on the Out of Body Ecstasy website. All right. Moving on. Um, normally here I have the Q&A of the week. Uh, those who support this podcast get to ask me a question uh, or ask for a reading. And nobody submitted anything for this week. So, what a surprise. <laughs> so we'll skip right over it and we'll head right to the topic. The topic this week is five clues that a soul from your inner circle is trying to find or has found you. Now, if you remember correctly, the inner circle, it with my egg description, let's go back to my egg description, is uh, everybody in the egg carton, plus everybody in the big shipping box, and everybody on the farm. So that that is uh, your inner circle. 
Um, everybody beyond the farm, they are also soul connections, but they are not um, inner. Okay. And the closer your inner, your inner circle soul connection is, let's say a twin flame or somebody from your soul cluster, the stronger the pull. So if you're running into one of the members of your soul cluster or your soul uh, family or your soul group, that pull is going to be much more intense than meeting somebody from your soul circle. Okay. Just an FYI. Now, if a, if a soul connection from your inner circle feels the stirring of togetherness before you do, they will, as you would, stop at nothing to find that connection. It's a calling that they, nor you, can deny. And let me tell you, no matter how hard, how hard you try, you cannot deny it. I'll tell you this from personal experience. Now, it doesn't matter if you've ever thought of them before in your life. Once you see them in a person, in person, in a dream, or maybe even in a picture, you cannot stop thinking about them. But a little word of warning here, you have to be well-grounded or this could occupy your thoughts at inappropriate times. Uh, This was number one, by the way. (laughs) And I say inappropriate times, you could be talking to your spouse or your significant other and actually say their name, the other person's name, and that would be bad. Um, you could be driving, you could be taking a test or something. And instead of focusing on the task at hand, you're drifting off to the soul connection. So you have to be well-grounded, okay? Number two, they pop into your head or in your line of vision with your third eye without being prompted by you first. For example, I could be, I don't know, busy getting my bus ready to uh, take the kid, go pick the kids up for school. And as I'm getting the bus ready, all of a sudden I see Bill in my um, mind's eye. That's him thinking of me. That's him reaching out. That's him making the connection. It wasn't prompted by me by any <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I was working on my bus and thinking about oil and windshield wiper fluid and transmission fluid and all that fun stuff. He was nowhere in the picture, but there he is. And that's why, because he was reaching out to me. Number three. Pay attention to the signs. Now, I I know as people who follow uh, the metaphysical lifestyle, you're taught to pay attention to signs because they're always around us for for everything. But as humans, we tend to ignore signs and think we know best. Uh, It always bites us in the ass, but that's what we tend to do. But you need to pay attention to the signs around you. You're going to find that you keep being drawn towards that connection who has either found you or trying to find you. For example, you can be drawn to a particular restaurant that they either work at or visit on a frequent basis. Maybe you're drawn to a book they wrote or a a hotel they own or visit, maybe even a career that they are involved in or a charity they support. Whatever it is, you keep being drawn towards it over and over again. Four, your energy is on fire. When you fall asleep, you're exhausted. (laughs) You're exhausted, but you can't really sleep as your dreams are on hyperdrive in visits with your soul connection. This happens to me quite a bit. Uh, I have a a dream visit with usually either Bill or Ted still. And when I wake up, it's like I never lay down. And it's because during my sleep, I was extremely busy being in a visit with one of them. And number five, 
you find that your life path is slowly shifting to be on course with their life path. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to occupy the same life path, but they will intersect. For example, um, my path, I believe, is slowly turning to be more of a creative aspect with writing and whether it's writing books or writing screenplays and it will eventually get me out to California. Now, most of my inner soul circle group, they live out there. And although we may not be on the same life path, having the same career, have the same experiences, but being out in California will put me in intersections with them at various times. Okay, so those are the five clues that either one of your uh, soul connections from your inner circle are looking for you or they could have already found you. I think next week I might go into uh, what happens when your twin flame is looking for you or has found you. Because although um, the feelings are similar, the clues are similar than what I talked about here, they're also a hell of a lot more intense. So there's a bit more to those clues than there are with these ones. Okay, so here we are at the end. I want to thank you for joining me on Ask Allie. If you like this episode, please rate it and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people I hopefully I can help have their aha moments. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find me at AllieThies.com. You guys have yourself a fabulous week, and I'll catch you next Monday. Take care, guys.